Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in. 913-586-7798. Okay, let's talk about uh, the rules that your boss has laid out that just seems stupid, that just seem ridiculous and unreasonable. Because when I saw this story about actor and director Bradley Cooper and the rule that he has on his sets, I thought, for real? Yeah. And then I really? thought, what a jerk. Yeah, um, I did too. The, the funny thing about it is that I like Bradley Cooper. I mean, you I do or don't. I, I do. I like I him. Do I do too. I like his, I, no, I don't know him, obviously, but mm. I mean, I like him as an actor. I like watching him in things. And he always, well, not most of the time, Bradley Cooper is playing you know, a kind of goofy good guy. And so to find out that this is what he's like behind the scenes, I don't know. Now, I, I don't like that kind of, you know, it's, it's like I'm being snowed. <laughs> so he is, uh, wrote, directed, and is starring in Maestro. Mm-hmm. And he did an interview uh, with uh, Spike Lee for Variety and said, I don't know how much he's directed, I know he. this is not the first film that he's directed, but he's uh, no more for being an actor. He said when he is the director, he does not allow chairs on set. <laughs> unless, unless there's one in the movie, you know. Yeah. I've always hated chairs on sets. Your energy dips the minute you sit down in a chair. There's no video village. When I direct, I don't watch playback. There are no chairs oh uh, okay i it's because why i mean okay i hate chairs on set well yeah uh boy those pikers like irvin kershner and john ford when they were sitting in their director's chairs i'm sure their energy level was down you know control your energy level bradley and don't make everybody else pay for your um uh, you, your preferences and proclivities i mean it's his set i guess but still who does he play in this movie Leonard. Uh, is is he the lead? Is he uh, yeah. Leonard Bernstein? Bernstein, yeah. Um, and so it chronicles the romance between him and his wife, Felicia. This is what he said about it. He apparently, like, owned this film. I mm-hmm. mean, he wrote it, he directed it, he started He This was his baby. And he said um, he executed exactly his vision with this and said that was the result of having so much time to think and write and prepare to act in the movie. He talked about, it wasn't in this interview, but there was another one where he talked um, about the amount of training that went into learning to play the piano. I mean, just just all of the research that went into that. Yeah. But back to the chair thing, 
That feels like a Gordon Ramsay rule. <laughs> like if you were to imagine how Gordon Ramsay is as a boss, that feels like an arbitrary, um, like something you would do in boot camp in the army or something. Like it doesn't actually mean anything, but you had to do it. So you're going to make everybody else do it. Yes. Yeah. You wonder, yeah, did he have an experience like that on a set early on and thought, okay, well, this seems to work pretty well. Yes. Somebody, thank you, Texter, for saying I never noticed a drop in energy <laughs> with John and Jamie sitting down during the show. No. Yeah. We, we try not to let the energy dip uh, very much around these parts. And thank you for noticing. But yeah, that, I mean, that's just silliness. It's uh, now with, with this job, not this one in particular, like here, uh -huh. but doing this for a living. It's amazing sometimes the the kinds of things that management will come up with. I mean, we've talked about this before. Our boss is the most easygoing guy in the world. Oh, yeah. We say, Alan, we yeah. want to do this. And he's like, okay, <laughs> go do that yeah. then. Go see if, if it we works. even say that. Yeah. If right. it's not just like he finds out later that we did the thing. And... <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and is yeah, as long as it works, then it's fine. And, you know, trusts us to say, well, if it didn't work, you probably don't want to do that again. Yeah. And we'll know it. My favorite by the way, before one. You will. Yeah. It, my, my favorite one one was uh, walked into work one day and saw a memo that had been tacked on the wall. This was over in St. Louis that said, uh, if you're on air, you must wear a shirt and tie from now on. And I just kind of laughed and went, <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, because, of course, you know, what we look like and what we're <laughs> dressed like makes a tremendous amount of difference on the air, you know? So I'm curious to know, for those, have you ever had a boss or a rule? I hope it wasn't this. But that just seemed like it didn't make a difference in how well you did your job. The the no chair, whatever that was. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I have that compares to this is, and it doesn't even really, but um, in the very first job that I had, that news director made a big deal about enunciating the word for, F-O-R. Instead of fur. And it that made her crazy. If you said fur... I'm going for a walk <laughs> instead of I'm going for a walk. Yeah. I mean, you would hear about it. She would call if she heard that to this day that that that's in my head. I enunciate like sometimes I get lazy about it, but I'll, if I'm lazy about it, I notice it in myself because I'm waiting for the phone to ring. We call that hotlining in radio where if the phone rings and it's the special red light, then, you know, it's the boss. She would hotline anytime you would say fur. Wow. I, when, it was just crazy. When I was early in in my career probably about 23 or 24 our boss at the time came up with an idea that and i wasn't even on the air at this point i was still producing but it came up with this idea that the people on air were saying i too often so he came up with this edict that you do not say i anymore anytime you're referring to something that you did you always say we as though you're taking the audience with you but there are times when that sounds ridiculous <laughs> So, uh, yeah, okay. we, we really had to go to the bathroom the other day. It's like, really? All of us did? Huh. Uh, I mean, it just sounded stilted, weird, and awful to me, but he was the boss, so that was the rule. Well, so that's the thing. When you're the boss, you get to do what you want. Yes. And, or when you have the power or the influence, because sometimes that's not always the boss, you can do what you want. But until then, you're going to do as you're told. And it's weird the things that some bosses will find important that just don't absolutely don't, but it's their experience was shaped by whatever the thing is. There are things that I hear that make me crazy that probably don't bother you. That I, that's usually when I type in our thread and go, Oh my gosh, this thing we just heard that just, don't bother other people. I just <laughs> but, did that as a matter of fact, uh, because I heard the word forecasted 
Oh, there is no such word. The past tense of forecast is forecast. That's it. And forecasted drives me right up the wall. I mean, we, you and I talk for a living. We could spend yeah. 10 hours talking about word usage and words we don't like and things that aren't actually words that people pretend are words. There was, an, there was an irregardless called out by Dan Weinbaum this morning. Really? Yes. He didn't by, say it. It was, it was, I think it was part of a soundbite or something, but I noticed it on the morning show thread. Um, I never get in that. I used to get in that all the time. I, I should, because that's where some of the fun. I just that's where some of the fun happens. Yeah, I just try and crack up uh, Wink and Amy when they're on the air. <laughs> so that's, uh, <laughs> if I can break them up, I know it's going to be a good day. Texter says I used to work somewhere that had a no blue jeans rule. Black jeans were okay. Any other color of jeans was fine, just not blue. Did you work for Michael Penn? That's weird. <laughs> I mean, denim. If if you had a no denim rule, I, I would think that was silly, but I would at least understand it. The color, though, that seems a bit odd to me. The only thing that makes sense to me about that is if you care, if you think sometimes blue jeans, if they're not well maintained, mm -hmm. can get kind of kind of icky and kind of not as you know we all have that pair we sure. all have that pair oh yeah of blue jeans that we use to paint the house work you on know? the car <laughs> that, yeah right that shouldn't be used necessarily to wear to work <laughs> you can have black jeans like but, that too though but that's i mean that's a matter of keeping your clothes in good condition you could easily pass a rule that says your clothes have to look like they've been washed and they don't have rips and tears and holes and stains and all of that other stuff mm -hmm. and if you do that then you, yeah, that should really cover most of that Okay, fine. I'll throw one of the word usage out things. Word usage things out. This show is not scripted for anybody that wondered. <laughs> show is not scripted. If you're going to criticize us, just remember the show is not scripted. Uh, <laughs> anytime someone says brand new, no. Really? New, that makes me insane. New is as new as something can get. Yes. There's not a brand new. New is the top of new. There's no such thing as newer than just new. I feel the same way about very unique. Someone, that's exactly what someone just texted. Oh, did they really? Oh, I didn't even yeah. see it. Uh, very unique. There is no superlative you can use with unique. Something is unique or it isn't. Unique means one of a kind. It, it can't be very unique. <laughs> There's, it's, it's redundant and it doesn't mean anything. What are the rules that you've had to follow that just, like, I'm curious to know any of you that have worked in the service industry, I feel like might have some strange rules about the way that you communicate with your customers or um, like the way your hair has to be or just weird um, uh, like earrings and, and stuff like that. Now that I should have shut up because now the text line is going crazy <laughs> about the word usage thing. Um, Oh, inner English teacher is is <laughs> is taking issue with a couple things. Uh, 913-586-7798 if you want in. Still to come this hour, we have multiple stories about dating problems. Um, we have a guy that thinks he can tell this woman how she should look. We have a question of woman says guys cheating on her. How does she out him? We got a bunch of those to get to that we'll uh, we'll do coming up next here on KMBZ. Actor, director Bradley Cooper uh, is put together entirely responsible for the movie Maestro that's coming out. And he said as a director on set, he does not allow chairs because it takes the energy away. And if people are sitting around, they're not working.
The odd thing about that is that he said you can still sit, but you can't sit on a chair. You can sit on like apple boxes or, or crates or something like that. <laughs> That's a, so, don't get comfortable. Yes, exactly. That that was it. It was you can be seated, but I don't want you comfortable when you're seated because that's when, in his opinion anyway, the energy level goes down. Weirdo. Everyone's, I just <laughs> tore my earbud out of my ear. Sorry. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Let's go to Leroy in Grandview and see what he's got for us. Hello, Leroy. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. All right. So about 20 years ago, I served in the Marines. Did my, my six years, I got out. And I just needed a job, so I kind of got a fast food job at McDonald's. Well, there's a story, and I told my manager this. When I was in, we had a first sergeant who was a real stickler, just a real hard ASS. And when Thanksgiving and Christmas time came around, he did not let people take leave. And he said it builds character. And he'll, we'll thank him later in life when we become men, <laughs> and yada, yada. So I told this story to my manager. I don't know, just some side conversation we had one time. And I eventually left, but my roommate at the time got a job there later, and he had installed a policy based on that story where you were not allowed to take any kind of family vacation so that you could build character and become a faster, uh, an adult faster in life, <laughs> all based on my one story in the Marines. And it was a story you didn't even like. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Yeah, Leroy, thank you. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, I there have been several things that I've had to endure in my life that I was told would build character, and yet here I am. <laughs> Do you feel more character? No, none of it works. As a result of that, I always I used to say to my dad, "It's like I'm already a character, man. I don't, I don't need any help. I'm good." That's what we tell kids about when we talk about changing the start times for school. Or when we talk, when we tell kids about like attendance policies and yeah. stuff like that, we say, "Well, you need to you need to learn to get up early because as an adult, it builds character. At some point, you're going to have to do that." We just just fine. We, we learn how to get up early. As somebody who's been getting early my entire working life, we figure it out just fine. Yeah. So, I have to I have to get away from the text line for a little bit because I'm ready to throw things because of 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 the love the text that's driving you crazy. I loved it. I laughed so hard when this came in. I think you're messing with me. I oh, think yeah. you're trying to be, but seeing the words way more worser in print. <laughs> Even though you're messing with me, I'm looking for the nearest thing I can throw across the room. Yes, like it's ab- thing. It's absolutely a joke. They, what they texted was very unique is way more worser than brand new, but they're both bad grammar. <laughs> <laughs> worser by itself. Like that takes effort to come up with that word. Yes. Worser. I just can't even okay. I, I can't even explain how often I sit there online. I mentioned this to you uh, a couple of weeks ago that I had seen somebody respond on Twitter to something somebody else had <laughs> written. And they said, you write like grammar stole your girlfriend. And I thought that, that is the, made the rounds for some reason. Where did the that start? Best line. I have no idea, but it's a wonderful line. And I've used it probably 10 times since then. Yeah, it's been, it's one of those things that just caught fire. It, it just, that line just started. And I like it too. It's really funny. It also, you have to think about it for a second, which is kind of funny too. Yes. Because people don't get it right away. Right. So. When somebody else mentioned, and we kind of went back and forth on this on the text line uh, for a minute or two, the redundancies that come up yeah. in speech and in written language over and over and over again. ATM machine, 
3 a.m. in the morning. Really? What, what other 3 a.m. is there other than the one in the morning? And I mentioned uh, as a response to the ATM machine thing, because that means automatic teller machine machine, that my first card, my first uh, ATM card was called a Mac, a money access card. So you could use your money access card card, your Mac card in the ATM machine and be redundant twice in the same action. Okay, I'm getting a headache because this is making me crazy. <laughs> but thanks to everybody for uh, contributing to the conversation here. All right, we have a couple of what would you do's from the dating world. And the first one came to us out of the Daily Mail. I think I actually saw this a couple of days ago here. This is out of one of our favorite threads, A-I-T-A, am I the bleep? Uh, and there is a woman that posted on Reddit asking, would I be the bleep? If I expose my boyfriend for cheating, this is poor wording, if I wait until Christmas Day at the gathering to expose my boyfriend for cheating on me. Um, I'll just read it. Is. Uh, she's based in the U.S. She said, my boyfriend and I have been dating for about four years. Out of those four, we've been living together for years. They've been together, been together for a long time. Just recently, I found out he was cheating on me, and it happened once before in the past, and he swore up and down it would never happen again, but here it has happened again. So every year, they do Christmas at her parents' house, she said, but this year, he was really adamant about having it at his parents' house this year. A little bit back and forth, they decided they're going to go to his parents' house. So she goes on and on um, and said she was going to surprise him at Christmas with tickets to this concert that she doesn't really like, but that he does. She says, now that I know he's been cheating on me, I am planning on including screenshots of him cheating on me as a present for him to open in front of his family. We don't know what the pictures are of. Mm -hmm. Use your imagination. But she has evidence. And she wants to out him in front of his family for this. Why? But for what possible reason? Why I mean, not? I yeah, I get that. I mean, he's a jerk, right? But she was scorned, and I understand being angry about it. But it's between the two of you. There's no, there's no reason to involve other people. There's no reason. I I don't like being involved in other people's squabbles. They, uh -huh. uh, the the idea of jumping into another couple's argument. Oh, please, where do I sign? So the idea that she's going to drag his family into it, I, I don't see any advantage to that. I think that's an awful move. I think it's petty. Yeah. It's But I also don't blame her for feeling that way. I don't, the long-term relationship, he swore up and down he would never do it again. I don't blame her for wanting the whatever kind of revenge she can get. I also don't blame her for wanting his family to know what kind of a slime ball he is. It's not what I would do. I mean, at that point, I wouldn't. I I would walk at that. I mean, yeah. don't even go to. I mean, just walk because you don't. You don't want to put on this this show for everybody and and be around that person anymore. Um, I, I'm trying to separate out for a moment her his family finding out that way because that's part of what she's after. Is she wants his she wants him to be humiliated and he will be, but she wants his family to find out. And see, I don't understand that either, because what's the gain from that? If, if she's probably satisfaction. Never, yeah, but she's probably never going to see them again. If she breaks up with him, she's not going to go hanging around with his family. 
most likely. I mean, some people do, but she probably wouldn't, especially given the fact that he cheated on her. So she drops this bomb on him in front of his family. It's just, it's needless drama to me. And she's been cheated on really, really, really bad. And I have never been in that position, so I won't, not that I know of, Mm -hmm. so I won't judge how that feels but it, I wouldn't, I have been wronged in a relationship and I, and we, you know, most of us have been wronged at some point and I do get, especially initially, I'm not saying it's right, but I understand initially you are just, that emotion is just, and she's looking for the way that she can really, really stick it to him. I would be fine if she did that only to him. Do you know what I mean? That if, yeah. if it was a matter of... That wouldn't have the same know, effect. No, I know, but uh, <laughs> you know, go, go out to a nice dinner, go out somewhere in public, and then hand him the pictures over the table so you can watch his reaction to being caught and being outed and knowing that, she, that she's about to walk out on the check. I'm fine with that. But I, I still think anything that goes on between a couple really ought to... It ought to stay inside that relationship. It ought to be between the couple. All right, here's the question that I'll ask then. If you have been in that situation where you found out your significant other was cheating on you, what did you do? How did you how did you tell them you knew? How did you end it? Did you make a scene? What's the because again, I've never been in that position where I've thank good, thank God. Been, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but if you have how did you because you read about this stuff like the big reveal sometimes about how you tell them you found out and that you knew all this time. There are dramatic ways to do it, and there are more subtle ways to do it. You do you. How'd you do it? What What was your tell? Let's gossip. Tell us the stories about it. Why not? Yeah, really? Now you can out them right here on the radio. Yes, exactly. Nine one three. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. If you've got a story, and the phone lines are ringing, so it looks like we got some stories coming up. All right, we'll get to that next here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
913-586-7798. I need to hear from the women in the audience also. We got men calling in. I need to hear from the ladies a little bit here too. Uh, we're talking about this woman who was in a relationship with a guy for four years. The last year of it, they lived together. At one point, she caught him cheating. He owned up to it, swore he would never do it again. And then, of course, he did it again because they usually do it again. This time she had evidence and normally what they would do is go to her parents' house for Christmas. This year they're going to his parents' house. She has concert tickets that she bought him before all she she knew all of this before all this came to light. Her idea is and she's asking this on the AITA thread on Reddit. What if I out him? She's got the pictures in front of his family for this cheating scandal. Yeah, a couple of things have come in uh, from from our various threads all over the place. One of them is why it, why ruin the family's Christmas? I mean, ruin his Christmas, but you don't necessarily have to ruin the family's Christmas. The other thing is, depending on what those pictures are, you said screenshots, and what I was thinking is she's got uh, screenshots of like text exchanges or something like that. But if it's not that, if it's intimate pictures of the two of them together off of a nanny cam or a you know whatever then there's a possible revenge porn charge there. She needs to be careful with that. You can't You're go right. I did say screenshots. I didn't even catch myself say that. You're right. You, yeah, you can't go. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know what's in the pictures any better than anybody else does, but there, there are things you cannot do that aren't yours to go spreading around. I feel like she needs to take a breath. Yeah. It, it feels like she wrote this right after she found out and needs to chat with some girlfriends. Now, that said, there are a number of you on the text line. There is a number of you on the text line uh, who are saying good for her. <laughs> Go get it. You know, if if uh, if he's embarrassed, good. If he's embarrassed in front of his family, even better. So your thoughts will go to uh, Ken in Olathe up next. Hello, Ken. Good morning. Yeah, that my thought was one that you read is, you know, do whatever you think is just to him, do not pull the family in it. That just says something about her as a person to want to, uh, you know, just put a damper, not only this Christmas, but anytime something tragic happens, whether it's a car accident, a death or something, that tends to follow you and be remembered every holiday. And there has to be people she cares about. There has to be, you know, parents, grandparents, nieces, nephews that are there. I mean, she's probably like part of their family being there for four years. Yeah. Uh, just totally, uh, just totally selfish on her part to do this in front of the family. I, let's not forget, though, he cheated on her. I mean, uh, she's getting a lot of criticism for her reaction to this. Let's remember, is, he did the thing first. That is true. However, her family did not cheat on her. He cheated on her. So what? Again, well, let's let's go after what he did, not how she's reacting to it. Right, but why have, you know, why have additional casualties in this from an emotional standpoint when they did nothing, uh, not knowing the full story, but probably did nothing in the way of, uh, you know, it, in perpetuating this? I mean, I, I just she's mad. Because <laughs> she's and mad. He deserves anything personally that happens to him, he deserves wholeheartedly. Cheating is the absolute worst. My personal opinion is, though, don't don't bring the family down on this. You have parents, grandparents, nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, who probably you love some of them. Why do that to them just to get at him? There's other ways that would be just as effective. 
All right, hey, Ken. Thank you. Yeah, see, I and I like what you said, Jamie, earlier. When you, um, uh, yeah, she's mad. Uh, you you use the term. She should. She. It sounds like she needs to just take a breath on this mm-hmm. because don't we all make our best decisions when we're mad? <laughs> you know, it's it doesn't usually work out that way. And she may be letting her anger get ahead of her just a little bit here. But you're right. It's hard to have any sympathy for him. Yeah, I mean, again, it's I. Um... Let's remember he he cheated on her not just once but twice, and so I I I get that it might not make logical sense, mm-hmm. but let's go after the guy that was the slime ball too. Sure, and she's probably not feeling great about the fact that she got duped twice after she caught right. him the first time, and he said, "Oh, I'll never do it again," and then he did. That's not going to make you feel real great either. So, as I said, it, it's hard to get down on her. It's hard to find any sympathy for him because of what happened to to build all of this up. But there may be some better ways. Let's go to Michael in Blue Springs up next. Hey, Michael. Hi. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me talk. I love listening to you guys. You're great. Thank you. Um, Thank I you. think if you if you, pr- if you presume that like she's like fully innocent, then sure. You know, it makes you feel good to go and, and do these things, like for her to be able to reach out and kind of punish him. But my experience as a divorce lawyer is that seldom is are both parties innocent, uh, one of the parties innocent and the other party's guilty. Uh, seldom is that the case. And who knows wh- what, to what extent she really even has evidence to show that what he did uh, is, is actually what occurred. I, my experience generally is that people who engage in this kind of behavior are usually the flawed ones. They're the ones that are usually the more narcissists that want to ruin somebody's Christmas. Those are the clients I hate. And so I stay away from people like that. Even if she's in the right, like I say, honey before vinegar, do the right thing. Don't do what he did. Stay away from him. Move on. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Michael, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, It's also possible she did nothing wrong. And he's just a slime ball that cheated, that the worst thing she did was not leave him after the first time. It's possible. Some people just cheat. Yes. They're just awful and they just cheat. And there aren't two sides to it. They just cheat. And if, if she wronged him, then he can do what he wants in response. Yeah, the the one thing that I would say would change it a little bit in my mind is let's say they break up. That she, you know, whatever drama she wants to have with him, she has. They have it out. She slams the door. She takes all of her stuff. She leaves. And this is happening while the, all of the plans are in place. I mean, Christmas is less than a week away now. So all the plans are already in place. The plans for the concert's already in place. He's going to have to explain to his family why she's not there. So at that point, if mom or sister or dad or whoever calls her, because as the previous caller said, they probably know each other pretty well after four years. They call her and say, what's the matter? What happened? Then all bets are off. You ask the question, you're going to get the answer. Yeah, somebody suspected that the family probably uh, maybe is not going to be shocked. I don't know how old these people are. I'm, I'm, I'm here in like late 20s kind of a vibe out of this yeah um you know not high school obviously because they've been together for so long a couple of you have speculated the family already knows what they're dealing with the family already knows their their guy yeah they've known him a lot longer than she has yeah yeah exactly um and again some of the stories are coming in about how you did it how you unveiled it let's go to jacob and shawnee and see if we've got another one hey jacob hey how's it going guys going well what do you think I don't understand why everybody's protecting this guy, man. I've been in her position before, and as a guy, this guy gives us a bad name. 
uh, to us faithful people. Uh, you know, I think she should uh, she should hurry up and find her a date for that Christmas party and out him and then leave with her date. <laughs> that I like. That's, I like it. That's got some style. <laughs> just ridiculous man it gives us i've been i've been married for almost uh 30 years and i've been faithful every minute of it, it it's doable oh, you yeah. just got to put your uh your head and your heart in the right spot and not want to hurt anybody you got that right well so, said jacob thank you thanks. um yeah that's as i said i i don't want to come off as as defending him or trying to mitigate things for him anything she wants to do to embarrass him or make him feel uncomfortable great i just don't like the scorched earth policy of, of ruining it for the family too yeah, I mean, there, there are ways to you. Somebody suggested like send contact the girl, you oh. know, somehow go go to the girl that he's cheating with. Yeah, do it. Do it that way. Some we have social media now. You can you can do these things publicly, <laughs> not in front of family, if you would like. Sure. So. All right. Thanks, everybody, for getting here. Uh, John found this one out of Slate.com. As long oh. as we're talking about relationships, the headline on this was. Help, my boyfriend keeps suggesting changes I should make to my body. You want to talk about making us guys look bad? Oh, boy, this makes me angry. This is from the Dear Prudence column, which is an advice column like Dear Abby and Ann Landers and all of those used to be. It's the same kind of thing. It's Slate's advice column. And somebody wrote in and said, Dear Prudence, and it's fairly short, so I'll just read the thing to you. I've been dating my boyfriend for almost seven months now. He's a good guy who says he loves me. For the most part, I believe he does, but he keeps saying something that annoys me. I'm a petite woman. I'm not a supermodel, but I keep myself pretty decently fit. Yet he keeps saying things along the lines of, maybe you should try to get your butt a bit stronger. Maybe you should try to exercise a bit to get your stomach more defined. He's mentioned it more than once. I know I don't have a Hollywood material body, but I'm not in bad shape. This makes me feel bad. It also makes me wonder why he's with me if he thinks I should look physically different. Dump him as fast as you possibly can. I'm so glad you said that. Right now. Run and fast. What are you doing? Uh, Not her, him. I, 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 and, and there are so many things that are wrong with this. Starting with, if she didn't ask, shut up. I, I'm gonna let this is where I want to hear from the guy. Yeah, feel free to get in here. Um, I tell me if there is ever a circumstance, unless she is genuinely like you and your wife have been together for a long time. Yeah, you know when she genuinely is asking for your opinion about how something looks, unless your opinion is being invited and genuinely requested, shut up. Yes, exactly. And where it comes off, I. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the group, (laughs) but I know a guy sort of peripherally who is a member of a very well-known men's organization. And one of the rules that they have is that they, for their spouses and girlfriends, pick out their clothes every day. He picks out what his wife wears every day. And I found that out and thought, are you kidding me? I mean, of all the controlling nonsense that I've ever been exposed to, that one, up until I read this letter, that was always my example for that. Now, I mean, this guy going, you know, yeah, you could probably take a couple inches off your stomach if you did a couple of crunches. Dude, stop. What does he look like? Yeah, no kidding. my question. 
Like, what are you carrying around with you in that belly? <laughs> That's probably why I don't understand this, because I'm the last dude who's ever going to tell anybody anything about their looks. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to, well, you know, uh, you could probably do a little work on yourself. Yeah. Uh, who's perfect here? Well, and, and who do you think you are? This one's getting me more right. Who do you think you are that you feel like it's okay for this person that you allegedly love? Yeah. That's love. When you tell them, no, you're not okay the way that you are. What makes me sad about this is that she strikes me as being young, younger than the last one, you know, mm-hmm. like high school, early 20s. What really makes me sad is that she says he's a good guy who says he loves me. He's not a good guy. No, he's not. Um, for the most part, I believe that he does. It's She says he keeps saying something that annoys me. No, no, no. The word you're looking for is degrade. Yes. He is degrading you. You are giving this, uh, giving this guy too much credit. I agree. And I think what I would love to know is, is why, what's the aim? Because sometimes it's just a boorish lout who figures he has dominion. Sometimes it's a little more nefarious than that, that there are guys based on their own insecurity and it's a weird thing, but narcissism is related to insecurity. You would think it would be the opposite, but it isn't. And if you have a guy who is completely insecure in his own looks, in his own mm-hmm. whatever ability to, to maintain a relationship or something like that, he'll start dinging her. He'll start knocking her down to destroy her self-esteem so she won't leave him because he already knows what an, what an awful human being he is. So in order to keep her around, he's got to destroy her self-esteem. Yeah, this text is very accurate. And thank you to the person that just said this. Uh, there is a lot of evidence that suggests that abuse and I use that word intentionally, starts with manipulation and control. Abuse is all about control. Absolutely. Rape is all about power. I mean, it's all about control. And it starts with controlling how you feel about yourself, that that other person. You're absolutely correct. That's, this is the beginning of something that's only gonna get worse. What's the phrase, the red flags that you ignore early are the reasons you break up later? Yep. That's this, that's absolutely this. And again, it just bums me out. I, I, like, I want to hug this girl and say, yeah, like, in 10 years, you're going to realize that this wasn't a good guy and this isn't love. Yeah. So it can't happen fast enough. And uh, <laughs> again, what's what's the game there? Uh, because she's right. In a way, at the end, she doesn't go quite this far, but a number of the texters have. What the response to that ought to be is, why don't you just go out and start dating somebody who's more fit? Why don't you go find somebody yeah. who's more to your liking? Because obviously I'm not it. What's again? Now I have all the phrases in my head. If I'm too much, go find less. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go find something else then. <laughs> if you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. Man, if you've ever gotten in trouble for something you said like that, this is a pattern of things. This guy's a jerk. But if you, uh, if you want to get in here, feel free. 913-586-7798. Um, there's a movie that we need to talk about that you want to see? Yes. That we'll get to? All right. We'll talk about that coming up next on KMBZ. Phone number 913-586-7798. What are you hoping to watch? I saw a trailer the other night for the first time, and I've seen it a couple of times since then. For what looks like the most ridiculously stupid movie (laughs) that has been released in a very long time. It's called ISS. And the whole premise of the movie is that you have the International Space Station up there. And there's Americans on board and there's Russians on board. And while they're up there doing their space thing, 
nuclear war breaks out down on the planet. So they're watching as the bombs go off. And it looks crazy. And then, you know, there's this line they show in the trailer where one of the Americans says to one of the Russians, we've been told to take the ISS by any means necessary. It looks so crazy stupid. And yet I have a great affection for ridiculous movies exactly like this. I'm hoping, and a friend of mine, I posted something online about this, and a friend of mine posted back, yeah, they're dumping it in mid-January. What does that tell you? (laughs) And he's right, but there are horrible movies, and then there are horrible, awesome movies, like Armageddon. Well, okay, yes, you have me there. I've probably seen Armageddon more than any other movie. And what I'm hoping is that this is that. There There was another movie that came out late 80s, maybe early 90s, called Deep Star 6 that was about it was a kind of suspense horror movie that took place on this uh like undersea complex it was a you know a futuristic thing and there was some kind of alien creature that was involved and it was ridiculous and stupid and i loved every minute of it and this looks like you know what this is it um I'm going to make a, a bad comparison here to because this the first one was actually a great movie it was released in i think 1956 called on the beach and it was the story of the, the bomb goes off and you've got the crew of this submarine who are trying to outrun the radiation and get to Australia. And the thing is, they know they're all going to die, but they have to pretend they can try to save themselves. It's a fantastic movie. This is the same thing, only instead of in a submarine, they're on the ISS and it looks really dumb. So that begs the question. <laughs> yes. If you have others like that. Armageddon's a really good example. It's the best example I have. It's it's bad, but good. Yeah, it's like, just silly. It's awful, but it's guilty pleasure stuff. It's stupid and, and silly, and you know it, but you like it. Colin, you're not in your head, too. Texas in. We're going to have time. We're all going to have time off over the holidays where we're going to have some time at home. This is a good time to throw some of these out. <laughs> yeah, if you've got one to uh, to kind of toss onto the fire. And, I mean, uh, we've talked before about the fact Colin and I are both very into the kaiju movies, like Godzilla and Mothra and all of those. Uh, I still haven't seen the latest Godzilla movie. Did you ever see it? No, I did not see it, no. Uh, I'm still is it out yet? Go. I don't know if it's out yet. Oh, it may not be. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I know. We did talk oh, about you know, it. No, you're right. Back. I think it's a Christmas release. I think it's a Christmas Day release, so it may not be out yet. But uh, really looking forward to that one. One that I really love is, and I like Andy Samberg in general. I think he's mm-hmm. really funny. I like The Lonely Island. I like everything he did on SNL. Yeah. Hot Rod. If you have not seen this movie, no. it is ridiculous. What's- Andy Samberg plays a daredevil who... <laughs> the big, he just wants to do stunts and he wants to do all this stuff because his dad was a stunt man that worked with Evil Knievel and that's the whole premise of the movie and his new stepdad is dying and he has to raise money to do the thing so he's going to do one big jump he's going to jump like 20 buses or something okay, like that yeah. the movie is hilarious do not take it seriously go get intoxicated and have a good time. I think yeah, movies, I guess my my rule for movies like this and it's a totally subjective thing. Oh, somebody just texted in Leviathan. Yeah, there's another one. That's that's another one of the deep sea movies. Crazy ridiculous. Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks was supposed <laughs> to be a comedy, but the, my rule for these is they have to know what they are. You know what I mean? It's yes. if if they understand going in, we're not making Shakespeare here. 
Mm-hmm. We're making a really bad movie. Let's go have a good time doing it. Um, another another one, Deep Blue Sea with Samuel L. Jackson. Not only is his death scene in that movie the greatest death scene in any movie in history, but it was, I mean, LL Cool J, there's a scene at the end of that movie, the, the premise of, uh, of Deep Blue Sea is that this complex is being attacked by sharks that are sentient. So they, they, they're they actually holding a grudge and trying to kill everybody that's on board this thing. And, uh, and at the end of the movie, LL Cool J is going around trying to save himself. I won't ruin it for you. And, <laughs> and doing a, like a cell phone video of himself, you know, with his last breath, what may be his last ever testament to mankind. And what does he do? Tells them how to make the perfect omelet. <laughs> it's, wow. Because he was the cook on board, you know, on, on board this thing. It's so funny. And it, because it didn't take itself seriously, just great, wonderful filmmaking. Okay, Sharknado came in. Yep. Which is a really good example. Several of you have said that, actually, the Sharknado So a movies. lot of these movies are really bad, but if you want to talk about guilty pleasure movies, I like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I never saw it any is of the Scott fantastic. Pilgrim movies. Please go watch it. They okay. just released a new like TV show on Netflix. Everything about it is great, but the movie is awesome. <laughs> somebody somebody brought up the Mega Shark movies. Uh, Roger Corman was the director going back to the the mid 50s. The director of a lot of these things including what was it uh Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Uh, he also did RoboCroc. Um, I mean, all of the giant whatever movies. Uh, there was even one. I don't know if he directed it. There was a movie called Q, and Q stands for Quetzalcoatl, the the Aztec god. Uh, that's this giant bird creature, and David Carradine is in it, uh, which tells you how long ago it was made. He's been gone for a while, but uh, I mean, this thing goes around attacking this big city. I think it might be San Francisco. And at one point, it takes the head off a guy who is a window cleaner on the outside of a skyscraper. So you see the guy sitting at his desk inside the office, and he hears a thud on the window behind him as this headless body thuds against the window. And he has no idea what just happened, but now all of a sudden there's a beheaded guy out there. Awesome. Okay. My head hurts yet again. Um, That just sounds like a complicated plot. Um, Lake Placid. That's the one with Betty White. Yeah, Lake Placid's a fantastic movie. That's the giant crocodile in Lake Placid, New York. Uh, Bill Pullman was in that. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, Oliver Platt. Yeah, that's a great movie. And when, when Betty White starts cussing like a sailor in that movie, I cannot help but laugh my butt off. Miss Betty White. Miss <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Keep these coming in. Uh, 913-586-7798. We're getting creative about breakfast. Again, get to that coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.